0: I don't want to be strong like man who look pretty i want to be strong like bitch that fight bears in the forest welcome to another episode of bitch versus bear with your hosts me amber and my bestie sydney we are co-owners of shield maiden training co and this is a show where we bitch laugh and chat about all things related (laughs) (laughs) or even this one uh all things fitness-related to
1: women and the LGBTQIA plus community. So I have so many things to say. One, every time I go woohoo, I wonder if your neighbors are like, what's happening in there? They constantly wonder that. And two, if you don't know what LGBTQIA plus means, you should go back and listen to (laughs) last week's episode where we break it down a little bit in the beginning. Wow. And you tripped up on fitness-related. Not all the, the li- random <laughs> letters.
0: I got the letters down. It doesn't help. Like, this is our second recording of the day <laughs> back to back. We do these back to back sometimes. Amber, what the hell are we talking about today? I don't know. Okay. Let's wow. see what you wrote. <laughs> okay. So, in this episode, we are exploring the intersection of gender, sexuality, and
1: fitness. Yes. Fitness. Fitness. Fitness is what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm sometimes 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 we we had a really great idea well amber had a really great idea of um at some point doing like a live episode where we do like a book review and i threw in there it should be either fitness or lgbtqia related yeah. so like whether the author is in the community whether it's a you know the love story whatever it is um i think that would be hysterical and then we just i think we should read aloud <laughs> like our, our favorite, favorite parts our favorite parts are <laughs> excerpts from it yes yeah.
0: yeah yeah it probably won't be fitness related
1: <laughs> probably not but you know but this 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 episode will be (laughs) this episode specific episode will be fitness related. If Ember can say the word fitness, we're going to see,
0: we're going to see. We've got, we've got a whole script here to, to figure it out. Okay. So exploring the intersection of gender, sexuality and fitness involves understanding how these aspects of identity can intersect and impact individuals experiences in the fitness realm. Yeah. Exploring and understanding these terms as they pertain to the fitness industry will help us lay the foundation for the role of fitness within the LGBTQIA community.
1: Yes. So we're going to explain a little bit about things like gender identity and expression. For example, gender identity refers to an individual's deeply held sense of being male, female, or gender different from their assigned sex at birth it's important to recognize that people of all gender identities may have diverse experiences and needs in specific fitness spaces. What? You tried one. (laughs) Transgender, non-binary individuals may face challenges related to accessing gender segregated facilities. So dealing with misgendering or finding inclusive spaces that respect their identities fitness spaces that offer gender neutral facilities or provide options for individual individuals to choose the space they feel most comfortable can help create a more inclusive environment. I really like the idea of choosing the space you feel most comfortable. Yeah, of just like it's open, go for it. I and I I think I probably talk about this a lot. I think it's so silly <laughs> to have gendered bathrooms in public spaces. Because people are like, oh, no, gender neutral. Like, what will we do? And I'm like, you use the bathroom at your friend's house. It is not labeled male or female. You just right? go in. It's just a bathroom. And like, what? Like, Yeah, I don't understand the whole so like
0: bathroom debate. Yeah, yeah. It just seems ridiculous. And you know what? America had proper stalls. <laughs> That didn't stop halfway down to the floor and have six-inch gaps on the side. This wouldn't be an issue. You just go to the stall, take care of business and leave. Like Yeah. I mean, lots so, of issues with the bathrooms, and it has nothing
1: to do with gender. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is an engineering construction issue. We've, we're, we're, we're backing out of fitness <laughs> and into
0: construction. There's there's a lot of issues with bathroom spaces in the public, and, and gender is not one of those issues.
1: <laughs> the sinks that splatter, <laughs> yes. like, I come out, and I'm like, I didn't pee myself. It was the sink. The sink was the issue.
0: Yeah, there's so many other issues that we could be talking about and trying to deal with, and, like, I don't understand why this is what we're fixated on. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Okay, so... Another, what are we talking about? Terms? Terms? Yeah. <laughs> terms. Terms and fitness, Amber. Okay. You had been talking about what to call this section. <laughs> Remember what we settled on.
1: True. Okay, so that's fair.
0: Another term, um, category, definition, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, uh, that we want to talk about is body image and dysphoria.
1: Yes. You're looking at me like, I said that right. You did. I, why I'm looking at you is because we really like broke these out really well for, <laughs> for our own things that we do, we have to deal with. Yeah, no, that's true. Um,
0: yeah. My purple section about body image and dysphoria is spot on. Um, so, okay. So trans- transgender individuals may experience body dysphoria, which is a distress goodness. Which is a distressing disconnect. I feel like you did that on purpose (laughs) between one's gender identity and their assigned sex characteristics. This can impact their relationship with fitness and exercise. Some individuals may pursue fitness activities as a way to affirm their gender identity or manage dysphoria, while others may face unique challenges in finding fitness routines that actually align with their goals and affirm their sense of self. Mm -hmm. So pretty much all the people and all the different things. Um, Fitness professionals who are knowledgeable about transgender health can offer guidance and support to play a vital role in helping individuals navigate these challenges and feel comfortable in fitness spaces.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And we've like, I feel
0: like we've talked about that before and a lot of like, having coaches that are educated and know how to help a diverse population of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it goes a long way. I, I think it's understated. Like yeah. so many people focus on what the facility offers in terms of equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh what kind of programming or structure they use for their how they deliver fitness. Mm-hmm. And not as much goes to educating on different body types and how to make people feel comfortable once they're actually in the space. So many people focus on, especially when kind of like those boutique gyms um, on, on the actual space itself. And how do I, you know, where, where do I put my weights and where do I put my rig and like that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, actually what's potentially more important is whether or not you're hanging a boy or girl signed on your bathroom like or not right like that that sends that sends a clear message to folks of like just use the bathroom it's a bathroom it's a bathroom and nine times out of ten there's a shower in it like yeah most of the time people are gonna self-select like you'll start to probably notice a pattern of like you know but i encourage coaches and owners to to not do gendered bathrooms Mm -hmm. and showers uh Especially if you have a single use. Yeah. Like, like why does it matter? Yeah. You'll probably find that what used to be your men's room is now much cleaner. Right. Like if you
0: have a bunch of women in your class, we all know we got to pee before we jump rope. Oh yeah. So like if you only have one designated women's bathroom,
1: there's a line. It's, yeah, and it's, it's gonna t- take forever. It's gonna take forever and it's gonna take away from your class time. So like, make smart business decisions. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Last one. Sexual orientation and inclusion. So sexual orientation refers to an individual's emotional, romantic, or sexual attraction to others. LGBTQ plus individuals may face discrimination or bias based on their sexual orientation in fitness spaces. Creating a welcoming and inclusive environment means ensuring that individuals of sexual orientations feel accepted and respected. This includes promoting inclusive language, educating staff about diverse identities, and actively challenging homophobic or heteronormative attitudes and behaviors. We all know those, that language around that last little bit of homophobic and heteronormative. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, calling everyone guys or dudes. Not very <laughs> inclusive, just yes, yep. Um, you know, m- the my favorite, you know, oh, grow a pair, pair what, a pair what, why, why would I want to <laughs> do that? Like, they're so sensitive, they're so, yeah, <laughs> so, they're so, I want this. so just about the, yeah, that language, like, yeah, it's it's crazy. We're gonna talk about. The intersection of fitness and identity. I want to say fitness once. You could have said fitness whenever you wanted. You wrote this. Fitness, fitness, <laughs> fitness. <laughs>
0: just kidding. Okay. So we want to talk about some, just some, of the unique challenges and experiences of LGBTQI plus individuals in fitness spaces. First off, access barriers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk a lot about barriers to fitness. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, so LGBTQ plus individuals, particularly particularly goodness, those from marginalized communities, may face additional barriers in accessing fitness spaces due to economic disparities, lack of inclusive programming, or limited availability of LGBTQ plus friendly facilities. These barriers can further restrict their opportunities for physical activity and hinder their overall well-being.
1: Hundred percent. I mean, I think we have probably touched on every one of those in a prior episode. Whether it's the friendly facilities, the economics of the kind of like Mm -hmm. boutique gyms, uh, programming, and just yeah, we've definitely covered all of those things. But it is a barrier. All of those things are barriers. And what we're trying to do is break down as many barriers, educating people Mm -hmm. as possible. Um, So if you notice your gym is.
0: Lacking in one of these categories. Lacking in one of these
1: categories. Go find a representative and try and give them feedback. Give yeah. suggestions. A lot of times, it's not tell them the, to listen to us. Tell them to listen to us. <laughs> we love that. A lot of times, it's it's not that they're trying to be un, in uninclusive. It, it is rather that no one has said anything to make them aware of the barrier. And
0: as folks that are
1: probably in the straight community, they may not be thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's probably not a barrier they've ever had to come up against. Right. One of the other things going on, unique unique challenges and experiences, (laughs) um, which we touched on a little bit earlier, is body image concerns. So Mm -hmm. individuals, the LGBTQ plus individuals, like anyone else, may face body image concerns and pressures related to societal beauty standards. These pressures can be compounded by the desire to fit into specific subcultures within the LGBTQIA plus communities that prioritize certain body types or appearances. A great example of this is pointing out um, in the late eighties and early nineties, there was a very, stipi- very stereotypical kind of culture within gay men mm. to look a certain way to to look like a healthy man to rid the stigma of potential HIV and AIDS. And so they worked out, they had a very like chiseled physique, that kind of thing. So there's definitely Mm -hmm. certain body types that try, they're trying to represent and kind of really showcase so that they can blend a little more into just overall mainstream society. Uh, Yes. Yeah. So with all of that, there's a, a propensity for uh, an increased increased risk of body dysmorphia, disordered eating and unhealthy exercise behaviors, which mm. we have all talked about on this podcast <laughs> multiple times, because yeah. at some point, either ourselves or a our guest has had something all in that things. list. <laughs> so they are prevalent.
0: Exactly. Um, also prevalent prevalent is the fear of judgment. Mm. Uh, Some LGBTQ plus individuals may experience a heightened fear of judgment or scrutiny in fitness spaces. They may be concerned about being perceived as different or facing negative reactions from others, leading to anxiety or self-consciousness while exercising.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say that we've worked out in pretty open and inclusive spaces for the most part, but you know, being married like walking into a space even though everybody knows shelby and i are together it's still one of those things of like when especially when you first go somewhere new it's like can i hold their hand can i show affection we're married like it should be fine but especially in a fitness space it's a tight-knit community and there's a lot of things being thrown around and so it's one of those things of like okay do a quick look. Who's who's in that class? Is that yeah. something like that they're going to point out or freak out about? Um, so I can say that I, we've definitely had that like fear of judgment of like, oh, maybe we'll just wait until we get outside the door to like yeah. hug before we go home. Aww. Also sweaty. Like,
0: I mean, yeah, that's it gross. depends on the time of year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I love. I do like the gyms that we've gone to or that I've tended with you and Shelby. Uh, I feel like they are pretty pretty good spaces. They seem to be. Um I always enjoy when folks assume that you and I are married, uh, <laughs> which is always fun. <laughs> Cause we uh used to go to the classes together all the time. Um so that was fun.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> funny so I felt like I was usually the one on reconnaissance. Like well, I yeah, would, I would, go, yeah, I would go scout <laughs> and it's like, okay, do a vibe check. And usually if the vibes are good and are okay for folks in the community, um, then I could report back pretty confidently, like, Hey, this is going to be a good space. Cause like, if I can walk in and not be, you know, fear of judgment, if they, they're open and welcoming, you know, um, the situation's cool, then I can safely say, hey, as a woman, you can probably come into the space. Yes. So. yeah, yeah. you were absolutely sent of reconnaissance. Yeah. Well, know where your strengths are. This one, I think we talked a little bit about, but not a whole lot. So one of the challenges definitely is misgendering in name usage in mm. fitness spaces, so, so, instructors, trainers, or even other, you know, members, participants may unintentionally or intentionally misgender somebody, um, or use an incorrect name or pronoun. This can be distressing to say the least, and it really invalidates the their gender identity, and it affects their overall experience and motivation to actually engage in those fitness activities. Um, I bet. We, we've talked about the gendering spaces of equipment mm-hmm. in the past. It's this binary approach that can be problematic for dra- transgender non-binary individuals, especially, who may not conform to the gender categories, male, female, right? <laughs> they may feel uncomfortable or unsafe in the spaces leading to anxiety and avoidance of certain facilities or fitness altogether. Yeah. It's like if you have enough of that happening, this misgendering or dead naming and all of those things, then why would you want to go back? And if it right. happens multiple times in different facilities, you just are going to get to a point where you're like, why bother? Right. You get so discouraged. Yeah.
0: Like I can imagine how, how you know, disenfranchising that must be. Yeah.
1: Especially for somebody, I, I think about this a lot. A lot of people will come into a fitness space, and you you'll only know them in that context, right? I can't imagine how hard it must be. What if you walked into a fitness space and they had known you in one context, and then you had transitioned, and now you're in a new context? Yeah. How, especially in those kinds of spaces where you're scantily clad, and everyone like yeah. to go from one and back and forth. It's just like, okay, why? I feel like those people would probably, if it were me, I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to go find a new gym. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like it's already, you're already in a vulnerable place going into a gym. I feel like just, you know, being there, working out, potentially doing new things or, you know, difficult things. And then to, you know,
1: continue to not be affirmed in who you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then. It's like okay, now I have to go through that whole reconnaissance again. What if they that's don't? That's why you got to get you a Sid. <laughs> you got to get a reconnaissance partner,
0: <laughs> someone outgoing who will go and check out the space for you. It's true, I do it a lot. It's true. That's why. That's why Shelby and I need you around. I hope that's not the only reason. I mean, I'm sure there's probably others. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we're both kind of legally tied to you in different ways. It's true. That's how I get you. <laughs> it's
1: a binding contract. All right. So I feel like we've been pretty down on fitness spaces and the things that they don't do for LGBTQIA plus people. To be fair,
0: there are a lot of fitness spaces that are not doing very much. That is true. However, there are fitness
1: spaces that are supporting the Alphabet Mafia. There, there or are at least trying to. They're at least trying to and. Also understanding that fitness in and of itself, just being physically active mm-hmm. is a way to support yourself if you're in the community, like try and do try and find the positives. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So
0: there are ways that fitness in general and fitness spaces can support the Alphabet Mafia. Uh, it provides community and support networks. Mm hmm. Fitness spaces can serve as a vital community hub for LGBTQIA plus individuals, providing a sense of belonging, support, and connection, which may be lacking in other areas of their lives. Uh, it can create opportunities for LGBTQIA plus specific fitness groups, events, programming, which can help foster a supportive community where individuals can exercise and socialize in a safe and affirming
1: environment. This is true. And this is, I would say, that bullet is one of the reasons that if you are a fitness base and you're in a place where pride is being observed, pride month, there are mm-hmm. parades and things, have an event. Mm-hmm. Show the show your members, show your community that you support. If you... yes, I think it's just one of those things where you might even not know how many of your customers, people who are paying you to be there and have healthy and active lives or feel as though they identify in that community, because maybe they've never seen something from you that says it's okay to be this way in this space. Mm-hmm. I know that I've been to a couple of different things where, you know, the owner hung, hung a pride flag. And all of a sudden people were like, they recognize and they're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't know you were gay, or I didn't know you were in the community. I didn't know, and they're like, "Oh yeah, but why would you?" Right, like, so maybe, maybe host an event, yeah, maybe do a little some for those people. to we'll give you money fun. every month. It is fun. We are fun. They are the alphabet, the alphabet since mafia the, are good people. Lesbians, we are
0: fun. <laughs> maybe not the younger lesbians, but. <laughs> Have fun now. Right now. Do it. Damn it. It can be a little much, but they can also be fun.
1: <laughs> okay, so fitness supports the community in other ways. It does provide some intersectionality and inclusivity. Yeah. Um, it's an essential it's essential. To recognize that LGBTQIA plus individuals have intersecting identities and experiences that may compound their challenges in fitness spaces. So things like race and ethnicity, and social economic status, and disabilities can further impact their access to fitness opportunities and experiences. But you have to remember, like, just because they're in the community doesn't mean that's their whole personality. What no right. So like there there are other identities that may, I wouldn't say overshadow, but like where they may identify more with that aspect of themselves. And so just knowing like being inclusive of LGBTQIA is great, but also be inclusive of other things like people with disabilities and ADA, um, making sure, you know, you have DEI coaches and trainers and that kind of stuff too, because you don't want to exclude everybody
0: yeah you want to include everybody
1: so really it's just recognizing and addressing these intersecting identities that can help create an even more inclusive and equitable fitness space yeah that's what we want that's exactly what we want that's what this whole month is like hey how can you make it better yeah it might already be good but like yeah is it great is it great? Let's make it great. Or is it good for everybody? Or is it good for nobody? <laughs> <laughs> well. Because if you're not, yeah, like, if you're if you're excluding, you know, X, Y, and Z, you're missing out on huge swaths of business potential. potential. All the people. Yeah. So by acknowledging and actively addressing the intersection of gender, sexuality, and fitness, Fitness spaces and, and, and the industry can become more inclusive, empowering, and supportive for all individuals, regardless of their LGBTQIA identity. It's really about making it better for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. This month specifically, it's about making it better for the gays.
1: True. We get this one month. <laughs> this one month. We get this one month.
0: Just kidding. No, we love we love the queer folks
1: all year round. It is true. So keep listening. Please, please. Our last episode is coming up of the All Gay, All the Time. Is it? Next week. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: All right. So let me go back to mostly gay, most of the time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tune we in. For slide that.
1: on into. <laughs> yeah. And then then it'll be July, hot and sweaty month. Gross. Yeah. i do love that one more episode and then hot and sweaty month that is not the theme of the month but (laughs) But it could be because we live in the south oh my goodness okay
0: keep listening tell everyone you know that we're awesome and they should listen to us too